You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris, tonight's host, and tonight I'm joined by two guests, John of Aberdeen fan fame and Hamish of Hearts fan fame. How you doing, guys? Not bad. <laughs> good guys, how are you? I'm good, I'm looking forward to when we get to your game, the two of you, so you can, you can have it on. <laughs> um, we were denied that opportunity last week, of course, because um, I had to go to Centre Parks and, and spend my, my holiday with my, my, my Celtic captain. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know how uh, Scott Brown's just spending for these two games? Uh, I, yep. He apparently went to the same Centre Parks that I did. Dispensive quality time with his kids. I know that's because I ran into him. Alright. <laughs> Weird. I was hinting at it all week. I didn't want to get away. But um nah, he's, he's he's obviously went elsewhere now, so it was it was good. I was gonna get my photo taken with him had uh, had he not been hanging about with his kids and went like, teaching him to ride bikes and going for dinner and stuff. You don't want to interrupt him if he's spending quality time mm-hmm. with his family, you know. So Yeah. yeah. Maybe next time. It's it's nice to <laughs> nice to know that on some level, we're, we're the same. That's about as close as I'll ever get to be a Celtic captain. Centre parts, they sometimes do football tours. I'm surprised that um, he's both then sign up for that, and then you can see you either played against or played with Scott Brown. I've never seen any football going on, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, true. I suppose it's difficult with kids. Ach, it, was, it, was, it, was, uh, it was frantic enough chasing after my own kids. <laughs> But um, enough about my uh, holidays, and uh, but we we'll, 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 should probably ask you, how was your honeymoon? It was brilliant, thank you. And you know, it's nice that I've even come back to a bit of sunshine, so it's no escape me for a good ten days, which is nice. Where were, where were we actually on honeymoon? It was a Mediterranean cruise, Hamish. So we started in Barcelona, um, which I must say it was peeing down um, in Barcelona. But that's um, but then we went from there to Marseille, and the sun started from there. Then went to uh, Genoa, Rome, Palermo, Cagliari, and uh, Mallorca, and then Valencia, and then Valencia home. So it was very good. Ah, it's, it's nice. It was you weren't on holiday with a Celtic captain. I think I won. <laughs> uh, it's not a contest, mate. You can have that. <laughs> anyway, shall we? Shall we actually talk about football? Because um, yeah. we'll, we'll start. We'll start off with we the good news. We'll, we'll actually start off with the good news because two weeks running now before I chat it a bit. Now, unfortunately, we didn't get a fourteen to one for Stephen Allen scoring his Hibs because Hibs scored first. Um, but we did get the, the the other normal bet for only the second time this season. Uh, we managed to get Falkirk one. They won one 0 and uh, both teams to score in the Dundee United bottom game. So uh, that was a, a, a sort of twenty-seven pound and forty pence added to the the coffers. Uh, so we're, we're 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 finally getting some decent wins in the, under our belt. The season's drawn to a close. Um, the 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 totals looking a bit a bit better than it was a few weeks. Yeah, well, if we not went from like not far over two hundred to over four hundred now. Yeah, well, to be honest, Stevie Mallon winning that ten to one uh, last yeah. week was a uh, was a real kicker. <laughs> so uh, yeah. that, that's it. Yeah. We bumped it up quite a bit. But, um, mm-hmm. aye, we're, we're on uh, 
Is it £454.40 we've got our, our bet winning? So that's 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 a decent uh, haul now. Um, I, don't, I doubt we're going to reach the five hundred seventy-one and fifty uh, last season. But let's face it's it, not it's, far away. It's, it's not far away, and it's a good, a good yeah. amount for charity. It's going to it'll be going to a good cause, which we'll mm-hmm. we'll discuss in the next few weeks. Um, but uh, I think the bet's going to be a bit harder going forward now that the the lower leagues have all finished. Um, in fact, we'll start below the lower leagues because uh, the the pyramid playoff as a uh, second leg was won by East Kilbride two one. That was four three in aggregate, beat Bucky Thistle. So uh, they'll be playing off against Cowdenbeath, who finished bottom of League Two. Um, and I was reading today, uh, Sean Winter is going to miss part of Stag Weekend to play in it for East Kilbride. <laughs> that's dedication for you. Uh, it uh, obviously means so much. Oh, that's the kind of story that makes the, the football entertaining, isn't it? Right, definitely. You just wonder uh, whether his missus is happy about that or angry about it. <laughs> She's probably delighted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Had it been the wedding, it would have been a different scenario. <laughs> well, actually, I, I say that because I, I know like, on, on is it two or three separate occasions, friends of mine have played football not long before the wedding and got injured. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, fingers crossed that doesn't happen to Sean Winter. God. Where, where uh, was it going? Centre parks? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't imagine a stag weekend at Centre parks. <laughs> Doesn't really, doesn't really affect the, the ethos. <laughs> no, I don't. I think they have a sign saying no stag parties allowed, but you never know. One or two may get in. <laughs> Getting rowdy in Starbucks. A bizarre place. Anyway, back to week two. Like I say, Cowden Beast finished bottom, but it was the, the action was near the top because. I believe Forth and Athletic were top of League 2 from the, the middle of August until last week. Yeah. We're 11 points clear of Abroth at one point. Boy, that until we started betting them in charity bet. That was that, it's your fault. Sorry, Forth. <laughs> we kept betting on you and it just fell apart. Um, so yeah, Abroth uh, managed to clinch the title at the weekend there. So congratulations to them. Yeah. And Forth, well done, up, yes. First for consent in the playoffs. Yep. Got an athletic, didn't it? Yeah. Is it not Peter Head they've got? Oh no, sorry, I'm getting mixed up with Montrose and Peter Head, sorry. Yeah, Montrose and Peter Head is uh, is one of the two games in Albans and Forfar. I think McBookie have made Peter Head favourites to win the playoff because McBookie are sensible and have realised that more often than not it's the team that's in the up, up above division that wins these playoffs. So I think they've done the same with the the. the it's technically called the championship playoff because they're playing for a place in the championship, but yep. I think they've made Wraith Rovers favourite. <laughs> we'll come on to that one in a minute. <laughs> um, yeah. But well done to to Arbroath, you know, yeah. calling back that eleven point deficit and uh, winning the title. I mean, that's a tremendous achievement for them. Um, uh, it's strange. I was, te- you know, sending you guys a WhatsApp chat about that. The only football stadium I saw on my, my honeymoon was Calgary's, and then Hamish said, "Oh, it's just a bit like our brother the stadium near the sea." So well done to Scottish Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there is. I think the um, the comparisons are, um, you know, the grounds near the sea, and uh, you know, they're, they play in a darker red, and that's where it, it, the comparison ends. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I wish Greg was here on this podcast right now asking about it's an Abrose. 
Yeah, his touch in our broth is slightly less than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, it's funny, that it just goes to show the difference in the mixed fortunes with the the, the playoff system because Forfar will be gutted to be on it, yet Peter Head will be delighted because they were about two minutes from going straight down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got a late winner in their game, which uh, meant they finished ninth instead of tenth. It's Dennis Muir get sent straight down instead. So Peter Head will be delighted to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll be relieved because you know they should have been safe and then lost to Dennis Muir, and then you know they were nearly, they nearly went down, and you know, it just shows what can happen. But Jim McInally will be very relieved because he would have lost his job had they went down. I mean, obviously it's all good, but. Uh... Well, they're not one of the favourites for promotion at the start of the season as well. I know a couple of friends of mine would tip them. Yeah, I think they will. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they were right up there at the, at the high end of the league as well at one point. Dramatically dropped down the league. I think that, that league's been pretty tight most of the season, Hamish, to be fair. I mean, I mind at one point it was like eight points separated second and second bottom. <laughs> so they could well have been. Yeah, I'm just trying to bring up the league table here on BBC website, and as per usual, the drop down doesn't work properly. So I was never really clever there. Work it exactly what the difference is. I know obviously eventually ran away with that division. I mean, 81 points. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they're now over second in 62. But well, you're right. I mean, Stenis Muir's 39. Peter Head is 40. Only two points away for Elbin Rovers in 42. Then you're starting off 44. Queens Park 46. East Fife 46. So Peter Head were 10 points behind Breakin City, and Breakin City are in the promotion playoff. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just so I said, cut through what that league yeah. was. Uh, so yeah, go, I mean, moving up again. Obviously, Livingston went up as, as champions. Uh, they'll be joined by either our Athletic, Airdrieonians, Breakin City, or Wraith Rovers will stay up. Uh, up that, I mean, that was probably the other uh, exciting part of the of, of Saturday was uh, the, what was going on at the bottom of the championship. Because mm-hmm. um, St. Martin completed the Great Escape. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to them. And, um, kind of fancy to do it, didn't you? Once they got going, finally, yeah. I mean, it, took, it took them a while. I was, I was looking it up, but Jack Ross took over St Murn uh, in October, mm-hmm. which was just after, um, well, not long after Al had played Celtic in the League Cup when he was manager there. So he's, he's obviously started the season at Al had finished second in that division, so they're in the playoffs. Um, he's went to St Murn. St Martin's fortunes were horrible then. Uh, they took an absolute age to get going. They were still bottom in April, I think it was. Start of April. Um, and they mm-hmm. managed to claw themselves up. They're fifth. They finished above Dumbarton as well. Yep. So, um, I mean, the Jack Ross being overlooked for uh, in the year was probably the, the, the weirdest thing of the week for me. Because, uh, I mean, maybe we should say, like, congratulations to Rodgers for winning it. Uh, but the other nominees were... Was, um, Jim Duffy at Morton, fair enough, can't really argue that one. Um, McKinnis. McKinnis. Mm-hmm. McKinnis no, right. yeah. Oh, um, Alan Archibald. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they made the top six. I think that's probably deserved given the, the resources he's got at Thistle. Uh, Derek McKinnis is probably the one that's done the least out of the four, but that's still a massive achievement because he's made both cup finals. Uh, obviously still having a chance of winning the Scottish Cup for the first time in 27 years at Aberdeen and finished second in the league so <laughs> to, to, to say it to be, it was harsh to pick Derek McInnes is a bit harsh um, it's just I think given 
the position they were in, I think Jack Ross probably deserves to be there more. And I, in fact, I would say Jack Ross probably deserves to be there more than Archie Duffy as well. I think a lot of it goes down to when the players, because I think the players' vote comes in in like January or February time. Um, and, you know, St Man hadn't quite got going at that point, which is probably why yeah. Ross didn't get mentioned then. Whereas if you were having the vote now, um, then maybe Ross could have got in that top um, that four vote because he's, he's done a remarkable job and no, given where St Man were, I think in December uh, they only had four points before they won their first game. Um, the turn of the year they only had 12 and they were something like 13, 14 behind and to come back for that deficit is just incredible and to, you know, they would have took the playoff at that point but to even get out the playoff position is remarkable. What? <laughs> Sorry, that's my mobile going on. <laughs> I think what John says is right, though, that uh, when the nominations came in, uh, you know, you couldn't really have him as a nomination because technically you could have been voting for a, a relegated manager at the time. Yeah, is, is, is it early as January? Yeah. I think it's somewhere around about that time, yeah. Bonkers. These awards are just nuts for me. I mean, there was you're obviously talking about... Um, but, I mean, one of the things they gave at Celtics awards the previous week was top goal scorer. <laughs> now, I don't think Dembele's going to be caught, but it was, I think Sinclair was only seven behind him. Um, so it was still possible for him to get the fact, it's still possible for him to catch him if Dembele doesn't play again this season. Um, but it's, it's, like, these awards are always the same. It's like, I mean, I looked it up. Uh, the Manager of the Year award has only been given to the Scottish Champions manager three times and since 2006-07. And then like, if you look at like 2007-08, it went to Walter Smith, who lost the league. At the following season, it went to Gordon Strachan, who lost the league. It's, it was just... Some of the some of the decisions are bizarre when you look at the, the list by going back through the years. Yeah. I, I don't know why they just don't do it till at the end of the season I mean surely it can't take that long to put a vote yeah. in and then get it can not do it electronically on like a private website that the SPFA have or whatever yeah, it's, it's, just, it's the same really in England though I mean England's the same yeah. um, but no. what about player of the year I mean Sinclair won that who, who else was nominated for that was Liam Boyce even nominated for that no no, no. it was the, the four that well you can vote for anybody as long as it's not your teammate so yeah. technically everybody's nominated, but the four that made the short list was Sinclair, Celtic, uh, Dembele, Celtic, uh, was it Armstrong, mm-hmm. was the third Celtic yeah. one, and yeah. uh, Johnny Hayes, Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, you've got, I mean Liam Boyce has only scored one less goal than Sinclair this season in the league, Yeah, and he's playing for a team that has scored for less than half the goals that Celtic have scored. Yeah, he's clearly one that should be in there. But um, again, like, I never quite understand why they just only show four. <laughs> it's just that I suppose they need to limit it to something, but it just yeah. seems like you, when you've got that many for one team getting picked. I think said that, um, I'm not surprised so Celtic dominated the, the, the list because the, the Young Player of the Year awards was the same. It was like Tierney, again, Dembele was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who the other two were. I think um, Dembele must have been a toss of a coin away from both awards. <laughs> to be honest, he must feel a wee bit unlucky, but he did well in goal of the year. And there's no disputing in any of the, the four major awards. You know, it was clear, the, the Celtic goal was you no know, 
the best goal in terms of the, the way it was like 24 passes and then the Rabon at the end to set up Dembele yeah. um, that's, Rod- that's, that's the thing that annoys me though it's like Dembele gets the goal of the season award yet it was technically the entire Celtic team that scored that because <laughs> it's, it's not the fact that it's not Dembele's finish that's the, the, the impressive part of the goal I mean it's things like the Rabona and the back heel for McGregor and the fact it went round the entire team so technically the goal of the season should be just be Celtic mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the, the other awards were, were interesting though because it was like Shane Sutherland League 2 player of the year Wayne Buchanan League 1 player of the year so like they'd been listening to the podcast all season and going who have mentioned quite a lot as first goal scorer <laughs> uh, just complete it um, again that Hibs got the, the championship player of the year I, 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 like, you see I don't think there's anybody can argue any of the, the actual awards that have been given it um, it'll be interesting to see if any of the, the sports writer awards that come up soon uh, are any different, but it'll be kind of hard to see whether they would be different at all. Yeah. No, I think they're all pretty well deserved. Yeah, totally agree. So, uh, back to the, 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 the end of the, the World Leagues. The Championship had Air United going straight down. Um, I heard Ian McCall on the radio afterwards. He seemed uh, disappointed that they probably should have got more points. Um, and he, he was taking the blame, which was interesting. Um, and uh, obviously, the uh, Hibs have gone straight up uh, as champions, which leaves Falkirk getting the, the bye in the next round in the playoff. They finished second. Uh, and Morton and Dundee United, they helped us win the charity bet this week, will go again in midweek. Yeah. I think you've got to side with Falkirk being the team that might progress to to playing second bottom of the, the SPL. Just the way it is and the fact that Morton and Dundee are going to have to play another two games this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a tough schedule because, like you say, they play two this week and then I think Falkett will play the winner in midweek next week. Yeah. And then the weekend after that, which will be just in time for the, the, the Premiership 11th team to come in and play them. Mm-hmm. Now, I suppose it's good that the Premiership team is also going to be playing almost every time one of them's playing so it kind of balances it out but then it, like every, other than when Hamilton beat Hibs it's gone the way of the Premiership team so far so I'm kind of hoping it's going to change because it's a bit boring I hope so as well but I think the last um, two seasons as well Motherwell and Commander respectively knew their fate they knew going out the last game of the season that they were going to be in the playoffs so they were able to rest their key players and be fresh for the playoff yeah. whereas it could well be that whoever falls second bottom might not know their fate until the last kick of the ball with the way the Premier League's been going this year. Yeah. Um, coming on to that, um, well, we may as well start off with Inverness, who uh, looked dead and buried last week. Uh, came up with a win against Hamilton. Is it too, too late? I think a lot depends on how this week game's going. They're a way to Kilmarnock. Now, Kilmarnock are in that position where they... They still need that one win or one point just to be safe. You know, it might be it might be one that Inverness saying we can go and win this. We might be hungrier. I think they need to win. if they win, um, and there's going to be a lose. And um, you know, neither Willow and Hamilton can both pick up three points in their game. You know, only one can win. So they're going to claw back on one of them to one point, maybe two points on both. So it may well give them that re- um, that. Um, kiss a life, so to speak, but I still think they've got too much to do. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I agree. I think it's probably too, too late, but 
if if they can beat Kilmarnock and then like, even if like you say if that game's a draw, they're two points behind both teams. That's with two games to go. Then can happen. Never know. I think what's encouraging for Inverness is that at the weekend there they actually put in a decent performance where their players did look determined and were up for the fight, which most of the season have not really looked that way at all. Sports scene highlighted the return of Draper has been a big thing, and I tend to agree actually. I mean, he was yeah. he was obviously uh, part of the, the the penalty that they won when uh, Massimo Donati was all over him. Although I kind of think Draper was at it a wee bit himself, but. Uh, I think they're at a one and therefore lost. <laughs> um, I think Hamilton were maybe a bit hard done by, though. They maybe should have had a penalty himself. Right, yeah. Alec Crawford. Uh, looked a clear penalty, that. Yeah. Don't go Dallas. Absolutely useful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right, I mean, exactly. Inverness, they, they certainly they, they were well worth a fight, which we haven't seen from them. Uh-huh. Uh, and even though Hamilton did pull one back at the death, it was too little too late for them. So, um, no, it's a, good, it's a good three points for them. It's, we'll, we'll see soon enough whether it's too little too late. Um, we've got Ross County. What was that um, Jules doing? Oh um, my goodness. Why, don't, why, was... why did he even play it? Just let it run out for a goal kick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's thought at the last minute, oh, did that hit me a better um, stop it getting out for a corner? But even at that, boot the ball into the main stand. <laughs> Yeah. You know, don't I mean I don't know why he thought it was a good idea for Mother to start playing like Barcelona or Paris Saint Germain oh. <laughs> in that type of game, um, and you know it showed that they can't play like that because they don't have the players. Obviously, uh, it was a scrappy goal, but Ross County, I think that's them safe now. Did you hear the sports scene? Uh, I think it was uh, Jonathan Sutherland said that there's, there's like, Ross County are effectively safe barring some bizarre. Uh, run of fixtures or results mm-hmm. or something. Uh, I sat and worked it out earlier where it is. He's right, it's, it needs like a catastrophic thing to happen for us going to get, end up in the playoffs now. They need Hamilton and Motherwell to draw and then Dundee beat Ross County. And then in midweek, they need Hamilton to beat Ross County and Motherwell to beat Kilmarnock. And they also need Dundee to take at least a point for Inverness. And then in the last day of the season, they need Hamilton to beat Dundee. Mother will beat Inverness and Kilmarnock will beat Ross County. And if any of that goes wrong, Ross County are safe. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a bit of time on your hands, sir? <laughs> Did you put the kid to the corner at that point? <laughs> that, that was my lunch break. Because <laughs> I, I, I was honestly curious when he said that last night. I thought I need to watch this. I must have been. I looked at the league and thought, how, how the hell can this be possible? I'm sitting on 39 points in seventh place. That 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 combination of results is the only way everybody can finish above Ross County apart from Inverness. I think we can safely bet on that's not going to happen. But uh... yeah, and they've uh, done it without Alex Shout, Chris. They know, have, yeah. Mentioned... We, yeah. We, we, we did ask a question: Is that two game ban going to affect them? And uh, no, because they won both games. Yeah. So um, he done them a favour by diving. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, so I think that, that was a really bad result for Motherwell, that one, because at this stage of the season, they've got to be winning their, their home games, you would suggest, after the split. So. Yeah, they, they need to start picking up the ball. Um, Motherwell have been one of these teams this season where they've just lost stupid goals at times, and, and like, that one was a perfect example. Um, mm-hmm. pro- I mean, the, the, the third thing I noticed in the highlights, and I don't know why I noticed this, but how bad is Tim Chow? Every single time he appeared in the highlights in the sports scene, 
he seemed to be doing something completely horrendous. Like he gave the ball away or just put a ball over uh, miles over a bar or he, even the goal. He, it looked like he was trying to shoot and missed, and it just happened to fall into uh, the path of his teammate. <laughs> I've no idea why I singled Tim Chow out. He just he he stuck out for some reason. Maybe I was thinking of Wesley Chow for Hangover. <laughs> Maybe Wesley's better. <laughs> um, but as for Motherwell, I think them. Well, it's, it doesn't take a rocket science to say that Motherwell are in massive trouble now. They're not scoring many goals. Louis Malt's goals have just totally dried out. Um, they're not defending very well as they have been all season, and losing two games in the bounce at home. And the split that is just not encouraging, and they've obviously got the big game at the weekend, which no doubt we'll talk a wee bit more later. Yep, it's Hamilton. And the final game in the bottom six was uh, Dundee and Kilmarnock. Um, they have to eat humble pie now because I reckon Dundee were going to lose all their games when Neil McCann and they've won two. <laughs> no, I'm not going to eat humble pie because I literally don't see any difference in Dundee whatsoever. I think they've been given a boost, that's about all, but they're still. They still look quite scrappy when they're winning these yeah, games. They're still they're playing exactly the same way on the Hartley. They just seem to be getting more luck. Um, even against Kilmarnock, the, the problem with the Hartley was they, were, they weren't taking chances and they were defending pretty poorly. Now, in the highlights I've seen in the Kilmarnock game, they had plenty of chances to win that game more than 1-0. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't take them. There was at least one penalty claim for Kilmarnock which never went their way uh, and Kilmarnock were missing a, a, a few decent chances as well so I think and at least in this game Dundee got lucky mm-hmm. um, I never I, I don't remember the, the previous week whether it was lucky or whether it was a good win against was it Motherwell they played last week? Yeah they beat Motherwell yeah. 3-2 last week um, yeah, so, well, at least they took a few more chances in that game so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, right, well they've done, they've done what they had to do that's you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter you know, whether they're lucky, unlucky. As long as they've got three points on the board, they're really not bothered about how they do it. Um, and, you know, I still think it was a, a, a massive risk bringing in a pundit um, as a manager, but it's working for them so far. So, yeah, yeah it looks as though they're going to be safe. That's the thing. I mean, people will say, ah, see, getting rid of Hartley was the right decision. But, like I say, I'm, I'm not convinced... Dundee wouldn't have got these two results without Hartley and Charles anyway. It's yeah. Maybe I'm just being harsh awesome and I can. It's possible, but because <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dundee aren't safe yet, but it's certainly looking more and more likely that it's going to be one of Hamilton, another one Inverness going down, and another one in the playoff. Yeah, I think I think it looks that way, but you never know. I think the fact it's Mother One v Hamilton this weekend probably helps Dundee as well. Because, um, yeah. you no, know, one of them's got, you know, both of them can't overtake Dundee this weekend, only one can. But um, I think they'll be fine now, Dundee. I'd imagine so. Um, right, so moving on to the top six. Um, we'll just briefly speak about Celtic and St Johnson. Yeah, boring, 1-4-1, one, one. next. Yeah. The only thing that was really noteworthy for me for this game was the fact that we actually put out a couple of youngsters. Because I was expecting, I knew Lustig had also got a, a bit of time off. Um, so I was expecting Gamboa to come in and mm-hmm. he threw in Ralston instead for the, the youth, which was great. Um, but he wasn't even the one I seen in the highlights, it was Mikey Johnson. Yeah, he looked good. It, it helped set up the first mm-hmm. goal. Um, at some point in the highlights, he went and he did this wonderful wee turn. Um, completely sold a dummy to the, 
ever since this before was, was near him. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, he went on to sign what a three-year deal, whatever that did. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, that's not bad going. I think I was about twenty minutes after the Sun had printed some headline about uh, Chelsea or, or somebody in England were looking after us. Celtic wonder kid, and we're maybe going to come swoop in and get him. Celtic three-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> get, get him signed. Get him signed up and sell him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think uh, in that game as well, McGregor scored a great goal as well. He did, uh, he beat about half the team. Uh. Yeah, I think, you know, that's kind of goal. If Messi scores that, you'd be hearing about it, but uh, yeah. McGregor's right. not quite so fashionable. The most they talk about him is maybe it's time you got a Scotland call up. It's quite happy to get that Scotland midfield, though. That's, that's not what we need the, 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 the men. We need somebody, somebody needs to come up with centre defenders. Cal McGregor's another example of a player who's really come on under um, Brendan Rodgers. I mean, he was probably, you'll probably know this better than me, Chris, but he was a bit of a target for Celtic fans. I mean, I, I think that's, that seems to be general. A lot of football fans, they picking the, the, the youth product has come, the, you know, the local lad. And McGregor seemed to get it in, in the net from Celtic fans at times, but he's See, won them round without doubt. Mm-hmm. See, to be honest, even about two or three weeks ago, you would have found Celtic players going, or Celtic fans thinking, eh, I'm not sure I'd play Gal McGregor ahead of like Tom Rogic, even though he's just back for injury. Uh, it's amazing what goals in consecutive games against Rangers will do for you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, has, he has come on leaps and bounds under Rogers. He's, I mean, he's not the only one. There's, there's been certainly been a few in that team. But um, I'm not joining in with this current fad. I've heard in a, a couple of other podcasts of calling him Cal Mac. Oh, God. Yeah. In fact, there's another podcast called McGunk. It's still quite good. It's so, I think it's, it seems to be slightly better than Galmack, but yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to stick to Cal McGregor, thanks very much. Um, There's another one of these games, though, but like Celtic conceded a stupid goal, and it didn't matter because they'd scored four. That goal made it one each, and we still went apart scoring all three. It's just, it seems to be one of these seasons where Celtic can make these mistakes at the back and it doesn't matter because we're banging in the goals. We're on 96 goals for the season. We're four goals away for a ton. Three points away for a ton. It's, it's just been a phenomenal season. Um, and I suppose I should point out we're three games away from an unbeaten season. Um, and you kind of fancy there's only one team likely to stop that. The team we play next. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, let's hope so. We'll, we'll come on to them in a minute. Um, I just want a brief uh, congratulations to Rangers for clinching third spot. Uh, they went a wee bit over the top, celebrating it. <laughs> yeah. Fans on the pitch again. <laughs> yeah. Partick Thistle must really be kicking themselves. That's twice this season yeah. that they've been in front, been the better side at Fair Hall against Rangers. Haven't beaten them since, what, 1993? And twice they've blown it spectacularly. Alan Archibald looked raging. In yeah. that game, so and rightly so. I, I I think he was more raging at the fact that the heads went down after the equaliser. He didn't seem too bothered about the fact they'd lost the equaliser. And fair play, crack and goal by Barry McKay. Yeah, but uh, bad defending as well. Yeah, well, it was maybe a bad defending. I'm 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 loath to criticise the defending because I just I, I do think it was a cracking bit of individual skill by McKay. It was. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd rather give the credit to the attacker than criticise the defence. But um, I think. I've been more critical of the defence for having heads than Kenny Miller got far too much time, Gardner got far too much space to get a header, and that's ultimately what lost in the game. They could have got a, a point there, um, which obviously would have clinched the, or all but clinched 
second spot for Aberdeen mm-hmm. because yep. they need to pick up a point or something. I, we're kind of splitting hairs here, but technically Aberdeen haven't quite clinched second spot yet. Unless there was a lot of goals to be scored by Rangers. Yeah. In fact, technically, technically, Rangers haven't clinched third spot because they're still nine points clear of St. Johnson. So it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, it just... I mean, you know to be fair, Rangers... They they, right, Rangers haven't clinched third spot, they've clinched European football, because fourth spot also gets European football. That's what I yeah. Yeah. So, uh, But to be fair, Rangers, they've done this quite a few times this season in the last ten minutes of yeah. games, come back and won it. Yeah, it's uh, I, I it's almost like each time they do it, the other team kind of lets them do it, which, you know, if you're if you're on that other side, you're, you're frustrated. Yeah, definitely. I mean... It would be interesting to know how many points, how many extra points Rangers have thanks to those very late goals. Um, it's probably given them at least that nine point gap over St Johnson. Yeah, Just the, the number of times they've done it. So, Aye, um, I thought so, but there's no way that they're going to get second place. No, what is it, 20? 23 goals swing, and Aberdeen get back on our point, and Rangers need yeah. to make up on yeah, do you know there is a possibility that um, we might not get any more points soon now in the end of the season? But I don't think Rangers are picking up nine. I still think they'll drop points somewhere. Yeah, uh, don't know where. That's the thing. St Johnson, St Johnson away. Oh, of course. Eh? That's, that's mm-hmm. always, that was difficult for the Merlin, isn't yeah. it? Aye, but I think you know. I think we'll be. Um, it's safe to say that we'll be setting place again. Yeah, I, I don't. I really don't see your three goals getting turned around. <laughs> So, oh. so Aberdeen would need to lose three games and Rangers would need to win 7-0 yeah it just doesn't seem likely um, so yeah I mean well, I'll hand over to the two of you because you'll know a lot more about Aberdeen Hearts sorry Hearts Aberdeen now. well Hamish you were there take it away yeah I was there again it was meant to be the big sort of last game at Tynecastle with the old stand uh, and it, it just wasn't the best uh Send off you could ever give for your your old stand. One hundred and six years that stood. Something like that, yeah. I think it was over two thousand two hundred and fifty matches or something. But uh, yeah, Hearts are just. I think we're Hearts are looking for the the season to end just now. It was almost got played like an end of season fixture. Uh, well, it was our last home game, but you know there's still four games left and. The Hearts players just didn't really look interested at all. Aberdeen looked by far the better team. Although, saying that, I mean, Aberdeen should really have won that game a lot easier than they did, because uh, Hearts were still in it for long periods. But there was only really one one winner, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I only saw the highlights in sports team, but from what I heard and saw in the highlights, you no, know, we created the, the bulk of the chances and, um, you know, I don't know what your defence was doing for the second goal. Um, I, I, and as for Jack Hamilton, he really is short he's, of confidence. Yeah. He I needs mean, taking out the team. Yeah. Um, he's, he's on he's, good just now. Yeah, he is looking like a goalie that's maybe just been put in a bit early, I think. I think we should have, you know, had a proper number one and been using him throughout the season, you know, sparingly. Because uh, he, he certainly was at fault for the first goal, I thought, as well. He kind of flapped it out. Uh, and again, our defence was just static. I think and that the, that, yeah. that second point is more... I would be more critical of that. I think Pollock's shot comes at such a pace that Hamilton getting anything on it at all is good. 
He's just unfortunate it gets parried straight to where Adam Rooney is. And mm. he gets absolutely no protection with his defence whatsoever because Adam Rooney mm. is the only man running in. The defense, the rest of the defence is just standing still. And I think that, it makes it a lot worse than it is. Yeah, and and just, just now, we're kind of playing a, a strange defence with Prince Boban in the middle. Uh, it's a kind of strange system that, I don't know, we seem to be playing players all out of position all over the park. Did you not uh, get a back three as well? Kinda, yeah, because yeah, the Soha chap sort of charges down the left wing, so he's hardly in defence ever anyway. Um, but then one of the, one of the craziest things in the game was our only player that seemed to be putting in a shift, Don Cowie, after seventy minutes, Cathro subbed him off mm-hmm. to like the amazement of you know fifteen thousand fans are just couldn't believe it, subbed off our best player. Um, so again, all the boo boys were out for uh, Cathro, uh, and you all, almost couldn't blame them. Yeah, I think with you guys, it's. I mean, when 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 he was appointed, it was like everyone but Hearts fans wanted him to do well, you know, because a lot of the media were like, "Oh, it's just a laptop," you know, they wanted him to fail because he was this um, computer whiz kid almost. But um, you know, I think since certainly since the the Scottish Cup tie at Hibs, I think the. Popularity has gradually declined, and it's going to be difficult for him to win over the Hearts fans unless he does some major in the transfer window. And, and yeah. I think what he needs to do is bring an identity to your team because he signed far too many foreign players. I mean, you went into that Scottish Cup tie with nine foreigners in the team. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, you need you need a bit of an identity. I, I know you've been affected by Callum Patterson being injured, John Sutter being injured there big players and then Sam Nicholson was injured for a bit but you need to be bringing in some more British Scottish lads in there to who know what yeah. it's like in these types of games Yeah, I think I said before when I was on that he, the, the signings he had to make when he came in were sort of they were needed because quite a lot of players left at that time as well but he's almost in trouble of not making it till the start of next season uh, just because I mean I, I was reading the other day that when he came in in early December, we were level with Aberdeen on points, and now we're 24 points behind them. So that, that kind of shows how bad a job he's done since he's been there. I think what was really amazing about that is your away form is horrendous under Robbie Nielsen. <laughs> yeah. it's, yep. it's, it it seems the home form's the thing that's gone away. It must, it must be the home form because the away form hasn't yep. got any worse. Well, it's almost like if Robbie Nielsen didn't get us to where we were, we would actually be you know, right down the bottom of the league in, in the relegation, Quagmire. Yeah, I mean, now you're looking at it what thinking, a part of this is going to catch you. Yeah. So, yeah, I think a lot is going to hinge on, you know, what players he can bring in, but I think that's probably where him uh, and his sidekick are, are, are quite good at, uh, at scouting players. So hopefully there's some, some signings coming in. But then again, building the new stand, will there be... Money for new signings, I'm not so sure. Well, I heard that you're having to borrow um, to get the main stand because you went out of the Scottish Cup a wee bit earlier. So, I mean, who knows? But, um, but yeah, I mean, Alan Preston was certainly very scathing of um, Castle. You know, I think he, he will probably get the time because he gave him a three and a half year deal. But And I think he will give him one more chance to win. But see if you start the season the way that you've ended this. Yeah. 
a decision's got to be made, and also there's got to be questions about Craig Levine. I mean, how much does he actually run the club? I mean, I know Anne Budge is like the owner, but I wonder if Levine's got far more influence than, than what um, people think, because he's the one that's probably going to say Anne Budge, this is how the training um, sessions are going, they're going very well, because that's the, the feedback Anne Budge was giving to media, mind. Craig Levine's yep. staying very quiet. Yeah. Well, ultimately, he's director of football, so the players that are coming in, he's surely, you know, overseeing that. I thought that was the whole point of that, was that the, the director of football is the one that stays there constantly and he's got a long-term plan, so he deals with the players and the head coach is the one that manages them. Oh, well, day-to-day, that'd be the kind of the tactics and the, the game plans and all that stuff. Is that, not the, is that not the point of that model in the first place? You would think so, yeah. But... You know, there's there's been incidents where at half time, you know, Levine's gone into the changing room where that's not his job to be doing that. Yeah, so that it, it just sets a bit of confusion, doesn't it? Anyway, after after the match, apparently the Hearts players were all going to come parading back out because it, it was our last home game of the season, and apparently, basically, all the fans just left. And there was about five hundred fans left, and apparently, they were actually just there waiting for Castle to come out to boo him. Apparently, <laughs> he walked oh, it two or three yards, um, got booed, and went back down the tunnel. So uh, yeah, it was a bit of a disastrous uh, send off for our for our old stadium. It didn't, didn't quite go as planned. I mean, I'm, I've, I will give credit to the, the SPFL here, but they, they have scheduled the fixers properly. So that you've got the last three games off, and I think the idea is you'll not play a home game till September. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, there is, there's talk as well, I don't know if it's all set in stone yet, that we might play a few fixtures at uh, Murrayfield as well if we have to. Yeah, because the charges are like you're going to have, well, if you don't, you're, you're not going to make Europe in Oaks of it, so you're going to have to play the League Cup. Which means you might yeah. group stages in the League Cup and there'll be home games in there somewhere. Yeah. And that's going to start when? Mid, mid-July, probably, yeah. wouldn't it? Mid-July. It's almost like that's that's the double sort of hit of not making Europe that you've got to play in the early rounds of that as well. Yeah. I mean, you would, yeah. you would rather play the, the, the European games at Murrayfield than playing the, the League Cup, I thought. Okay. Yeah, speaking speaking of the European qualifiers, because right now we are scheduled with um, along with Rangers and presumably St Johnson to go in at the first qualifying stage because the way the coefficients work, it doesn't matter about the league positions, which um, which means we'd, we'd be starting at the end of June um, after playing the Scottish Cup final. But apparently, if Man United win the Europa League, and I think if um, if Leon win the Europa League. And finish it with the top two. Aberdeen actually go into the the next round. So here's hoping one of them can maybe do it. That'd be good. Yeah. Same. You know, it's a big difference between a two. You know, a two week um, break and then straight back into pre season and a four week break. So it's big for us in that respect. I'm just I'm looking at it as a nice just to see Scottish teams progress as far as possible. And if that means starting all round later, so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You'd have to fancy Man United to, to win that as well. Aye, I would think so. Mm-hmm. Well, they seem to be putting all their eggs in that basket, so... Um, well, yeah, I mean, wait and I mean see. at the weekend there, Mourinho reckoned that uh, they weren't going to qualify for the Champions League through the, the league now. Mm-hmm. I'd have no chance right now. Um, I don't even think they can do it mathematically now. I think that's them out after the defeat yesterday, but let's hope they can win the, the Europa League and... 
Aberdeen can start that wee bit later. Um, presumably that we club second place because I know it's not technically done yet. I'm not going to go as far as supporting Man United or not. Like, no thanks. <laughs> not with Mourinho in terms. Yeah, I, I'm, I can't stand Jose Hapricot either, but um, no, I'll take them winning the Europa League title for Aberdeen out. Right, Is that it from the Premier League? I think we've kind of run out of things to talk about here because we've pretty much talked about everything. Um, so we should probably move on to the predictions. Um, I, we'll give a quick mention to the, the, the playoffs. As I said, Martin Dun United is Tuesday night. Uh, on Wednesday night, it's Airdrie versus Alwa and Breaking City versus Ruth Rovers, uh, as well as Aaron Athletic Forfart and Montrose Peterhead. And then on Friday, we get the second leg done United of Morton. But of course, we also have the big first versus second in the Premiership. Aberdeen yeah. versus Celtic. Yeah, and I think this is the last game that Derek Ray will be commentating on for BT because he's given up and he's gone back to America. So That was the, the worst thing I read last week. That is horrible news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I totally understand his decision. I can't criticise him for putting his family first, but there just isn't a better commentator in Scottish football. Um, he's, he's always so positive for promoting Scottish football. Um, does a terrific job in BT Sport. Uh, as a friend of this podcast, was on it a few years ago. going to uh, say, you had him on the show, didn't you? Yeah, it was, that was probably the highlight of my doing this podcast was the week I got to sit with Greg and him on here. And we just did a regular podcast. It was great. Um, and even then, the, the knowledge that guy has is phenomenal. He could have sat yeah. listening for hours. Um, so it's, it's a real shame that we're, we're going to lose him. Um, yeah. uh, and he's done well putting up with um, Craig Burley and Chris Sutton beside him for these um, five, six years. So, no, the controversial I mean, aspect of his commentary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but no, he's, he's very knowledgeable. Um, I know he's an, an Aberdonian, but even when he's got in the Tate Aberdeen games, he remains impartial. Um, He's certainly one of the better ones around, and good luck to him. It might not be his last game. Has BT Sport not got uh, a possibility of picking up one of the? the I think he tweeted. I'm sure he tweeted. I don't know if it's the last Premier League game that he's doing, um, and that he might be doing the post. But I certainly know from his tweet that was it Friday night was going to be his last one. No, I mean, I mean, have BT Sport not got the the possibility of picking up like Marlowe and Vanessa on the last day of the season? Saturday. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they've taken that option because they announced the fixtures really early. I'm not really not sure. I know. I know. In previous years, they've had an option and maybe doing it in the, the last day of the season, but I don't know. It'd be, mm-hmm. it'd be good if it did, um, especially if Motherwell and Inverness turns out to be a, a possible relegation decider. Uh, but yeah, certainly, currently it's the last Premiership game scheduled, so um, it will be a, a big loss. Aye. Um, are you just going to yeah, put the, prediction for the game? Yeah, you're going to put the second string out. Now you've clinched second place. We're going will to we, do we'll, the what, sorry? Will we just play uh, a draw? Will we just play a draw in this game? Um, no, I'll give you. A, I think Celtic will win two one. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope that we win, but or get the point that we need to official clinch second. But I think I think Celtic will win. They'll go and be and beat for the rest of the season. I certainly hope so. I, I'm not overly confident. I think um, we did well against the Johnson with Scott Brown, obviously. Um, it'll be interesting to see if we make any more changes um, in this game. Uh, it may not be the right time to do it. But then again, it is also the uh, let's not give away too many cards game uh, ahead of the Scottish Cup final. So maybe the people will want to, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe Derek McCann's will think the same. Maybe he'll want to rest a few players. 
make sure there's nothing untoward happening in that game and just just get this fixture out of the way because ultimately it doesn't matter. It's the game at the end of the ones that matters. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a draw. I really do. I think it's going to be one each. I'm going to go 3-1 for Celtic. I think that uh, Celtic will just have that wee bit extra because they want to keep their unbeaten run. Uh, and if Aberdeen rest a few players, I don't think they've quite got the squad that Celtic's got. So. I don't think we'll rest that many, um, to be honest, Samish, because we'll be thinking about the Scottish Cup final building momentum, and plus our previous post-split record has been absolutely terrible, so we want to try and get to the points record as well, because our record's at 75, so we want to try and get to that, but even with our strongest team, I think Celtic will be too strong. And just going back to Derek Ray, Chris, sorry, um, his tweet actually says it's his final commentary game at Pataudry. Ah, yeah, yeah, of course it is. That's what it is, and he's writing a piece for the programme because he's in Aberdonian, so that's what it is, so my apologies, I got that wrong. So, it's not necessarily his last BT Sport game. Now yeah, we can hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Alright, so, moving on to Saturday's games. Uh, again, we've got the second leg playoffs of the Championship and League One games. We've also got the the first of the, the two legs of East Kilbride and Cowdenbeath. Um, but before all that, we have a 12-15 kick-off, Rangers versus Hearts. Let's go to the Hearts fan. Yeah, um, I mean our away form has been uh, tragic this season. I'll probably put Rangers down to win this game, but I'm not even confident in saying that with Rangers. Uh, really depends what Hearts team turns up, but I'll go two 0 for Rangers. The only thing I'm thinking about is the fact that Cathro has not had too many good games, but one good game was a game at Tynecastle against Rangers. Um, so I wonder if that maybe playing the, the minds of people. Uh, I don't think Rangers are that great at the back, and I think Hearts can get at them. Um, Don Calvis especially might be able to mm. rattle them. Um, and Ibrox is not exactly the fortress it once was. Certainly, well, no for us anyway. But um, we'll probably have Jamie Walker missing as well because he got actually sent off in the. Oh, so did, yeah, of course, yeah. Oh. Well, that's about a bit of both. Um, I just thought I, I honestly thought he was just getting a yellow card, but then my brother told me, "Oh no, he's, he's had one already." So um, it was a, it was a oh, kind, no, kind of quiet sending off. Never mind then. He, I'm pretty sure he was one of the, the, the best players in that game against Rangers in the Tinkers well in the season. Um, no, I think you're probably right. <laughs> two 0 Rangers. I'm going to go two 0 Rangers as well. I just can't don't see any hope for Hearts. Uh, I think I think it's almost like with with throwing the towel on for this season already. That's that's the impression I get. I think he threw the towel in after the, <laughs> the Scottish Cup game. To be honest, Seamus, I think it's been yeah. thrown in since then. But yeah. Okay, so next up is Dundee versus Ross County at three o'clock. I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with a draw, one all. Ross County get the point they need to mathematically ensure survival and avoid those complicated permutations that could see them back in the playoff. <laughs> <laughs> I would love Ross County not to win just to see whether it could go. <laughs> but I pretty much agree with John. I think it's going to be 1 1. Uh, yeah, 1 1. Ah, see, I reckon I was going to win. I reckon it'll be 2-1. <laughs> there you go. But then, you know I don't like Dundee. You know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, no, just a right. manager. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not Dundee I have a problem with. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so moving on to the next game is Hamilton versus Martinwell. There we go. Lanarkshire Derby. Biggest Lanarkshire Derby in a few years, I thought. Have you been reading the blog then? What blog would that be, John? I sim on the um, on Twitter through at SFF Podcast and that Jai Blaze Light One on the Scottish Football's forums um, previewing this weekend's Lanarkshire Derby, um, and I've called it the bi- um, the biggest one ever, or one of the biggest ones. See, it's almost got me planned up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aye. We really should plug vlogs on this podcast more. Aye, we should, because they're good. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Well, I'm not going to sit here and say uh, my blogs are rubbish, because then I'm not really selling the product well, am I? That's what I do every week in my blogs, and a completely <laughs> different website. Oh, right. <laughs> you should slide yeah. off one blog. Yeah, but mine's are impartial. That's the difference. Oh, <laughs> Most of the time. Um... I think it's, it's no. Both teams have lost back to back games. You know, I think whoever loses this um, could well is, is likely going to be in the playoff. Um, but I think it's going to be uh, Desmond for some reason. I'm going to take Motherwell for a win. Controversial. See, I was going to say one all. I'm going to say two one to Motherwell. Where they're going to get the goals from, I don't know, but. You've got a fancy Moult to score at some point. Mm-hmm. Problem for Hamilton is where their goals come from because they don't really have yeah. a, a striker at all. But do you know there was a game earlier in the season between I think it was Partick and Hamilton where you know both teams have been struggling for score to score, and I said two two at that point, and that's what exactly what happened. And I just have a feeling this is going to be the kind of game that both defences are going to be so nervous that there's going to be goals in this game. Yeah, I mean every week I watch the highlights with Hamilton, it always ends up with their manager, Kenan, getting more and more fed up with the referees. So I, wonder, I, just, I, wonder if, I wonder if he's going to get a break this, this week or it's all going to go against them again. Alright, so the final bottom six game of the weekend is Kilmarnock versus Inverness. This might be even more interesting than the one it's a derby, to be honest. Yeah. Inverness is the one. Yeah, I think Inverness, you know, They've got they've got a fight for it now, so I think they can win this game. I'll go for a one 0 for Inverness. Snap! I'm going for one 0 Inverness as well. Yeah, all round one 0 Because Inverness, they still do have the better players. I think they're they're just had such a bad season, but they, they could they could pull it back. But obviously, this is a must-win game. I would suggest for them. Well, right now, given that uh, two of the just predicted a, a Hamilton Mullow draw and an Inverness win, that's, that, would, that would certainly make it really interesting. Uh, mm. So uh, let's make it completely uninteresting by finishing it off with St. Johnson versus Party Thistle and probably the most meaningless game of the, the weekend. Are you sure about that? Because we just talked about Rangers versus Hearts. Yeah, that's a point. To be honest, um, I, think, I think St. Johnson will, will win this 2-0, clinch their European spot effectively um, and effectively in part of this was hopes of finishing above Harps oh of course it's just only six points ahead of Harps mm-hmm. yeah uh, we, we could still go ahead of them mm. oh fair enough three away wins just have to beat Rangers and Celtic and Glasgow and then uh, go to St Johnston and win as well easy uh, but I'll take uh, St Johnston for a 1-0 win here with not much excitement going on at all. Uh, I might go one all. 
So I think that's us for the predictions. Um, I'm not sure what we do about the charity bet this week. <laughs> you mean you mean to go again? <laughs> yeah, just about. Uh, we, we, I think the only thing we agreed on was Inverness one and one nil. I had I had written down a Rangers St Johnston double. I fancy Wraith Rovers against Brecon in the playoff. I know that obviously they've got the first leg first, but that's one of the predictions I was thinking about. I see that's the problem. But he's, we, without knowing what the first leg score is, we don't know what the aim of the second leg would be. So Wraith Rovers might not need they might not need to win, mm-hmm. depending on how they're doing that first leg. Um, so it's, it's almost. It's almost worth avoiding that, to be honest. Um, well, Rangers are thirty-seven to forty. Garbage odds. To be honest. I know. I mean, the opposite of garbage. I mean, decent odds. For, they're surprisingly yeah. decent. And then St Johnston are five to four. Yeah. And I know. I, I predicted a one each draw for St Johnston. Um, but I mean, ten pound on that would be forty-three thirty-one. So, just over thirty quid for a charity bet. I'll say we go with that. What did you say in the St Mate. Johnson game, John? I said 2 0 St Johnson. Right, I'll go with that then. I'll pop it up. I don't mind going against Moon Bet. <laughs> well, Moon <laughs> prediction. Um, this is a hard one. First goal scorer. Of oh, course, it's got to come for the Little Leagues, hasn't it? And yeah. Buchanan's season's finished, Sutherland's season's finished. You know what? Um, Wait a minute, I noticed that. Uh, who was it that rested their players? Over the weekend, what was, was it Alwa? Yeah, I think so. You know, what I'm thinking Sean Winter. He's got right. This guy was in his stanker. What position does he play? Is he a left back? <laughs> no, he's a striker. He's a, he, was a, he scored that weekend. All oh, right. I think it'd just be fitting if he misses his stag weekend and gets the first goal for his right. I go it. Go for it. the stag that will score in some way. <laughs> Oh, here, the scoring stag. Here we go. There's the title for the podcast tonight. He'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably have good odds, I would imagine. <laughs> I, I, I think he's covered. I might just welcome through that playoff, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, they obviously did pretty well in the Scottish Cup a couple of seasons ago when they met Celtic mm-hmm. ultimately. Um, mm-hmm. they've, they've went on to win the, the Lowland League this season. Be nice to see more new blood in the league because um, yeah. Edinburgh City after, after a difficult start have done real well and yeah. um, it, although Cowden Beath going down would be a shock you know three years in a row whereas three years ago when they had Hemmings and Stuart they were you know surviving in the championship <laughs> it's amazing how far they've fallen yeah alright so we'll get those odds tweeted uh, later in the week once we, they go up on McBookie's website well than that, I think we're done for the night. Unless you guys have anything else? Or have we talked ourselves to death? Yeah, I'm out of chat. Yeah, chat gone. Yeah. Cheers again. Right. Cheers, guys. Cheers.